and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Sickens, and I hope you are having a great day today. So I want to talk about self-discipline. Self-discipline is not a bad word. It's a really good thing. In fact, it's one of the most important attributes that you can have if you want to become successful. It's almost impossible to achieve excellence without self-discipline. It helps you stay focused. It gives you the gumption to stick with something even when it's difficult. And it helps you choose the long game over the short-term gratification. Self-discipline allows you to overcome obstacles and deal with the discomfort of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, increasing your zone of capacity and capability. And with enough self-discipline, you can form lifelong positive habits. And once you form a habit, it no longer requires the same amount of discipline. And then you propel yourself forward because that's what you do day in and day out. So what is self-discipline? Essentially, it's the ability to control your impulses, emotions, reactions, and behaviors. It is the ability to forego that short-term gratification in favor of long-term satisfaction and gain. It's basically saying no when you really want to say yes. So how does self-discipline lead to forming habits? Well, if you do something over and over again, it eventually becomes a habit. And once something becomes a habit, life gets easier and then you no need, longer need that willpower to force yourself to do it. And willpower, as we all know, is very difficult to manage. So for example, one of my goals a couple of years ago was to do more yoga. Um, I needed to like de-stress and my doctor was like, okay, you, you just can't like work out this hard all the time and be this stressed out all the time. So I did yoga for 30 minutes a day and I loved it so much that now it has turned into a lifelong habit. And I do yoga almost every single day. And when I don't, I can tell in my body. That's how you create that self-discipline. Now, I know that the word self-discipline makes a lot of people just shudder when they utter it because they think it means I'm going to leave this like boring and restrictive life void of enjoyment, relaxation and fun. But that's not how it has to be. Yes, self-discipline is hard and you do have to make trade-offs, but it doesn't have to be miserable. And I don't even recommend being self-disciplined in every single area of your life. It's too hard to do something like that. Instead, you should use self-discipline to focus your energies on what's most important to you. Let it help you make the trade-off between the short-term and the long-term to make better choices. In the long run, you'll be way happier when you have formed those lifelong habits that make your life better. So for example, I quit drinking coffee recently, uh, about eight months ago, because I wasn't sleeping and I had tried cutting out alcohol and I've tried all different kinds of things, meditating and, and relaxing a hot bath and it wasn't working. So I said, oh, okay, I'm going to try caffeine. And I really didn't want to do that, but I needed sleep, right? That's way more important than the short-term gratification of the caffeine buzz every morning. And so I weaned myself off of coffee and sure enough, I sleep so much better. That was the linchpin. That was what I needed. And here eight months later, I don't even think about drinking coffee anymore. And that trade-off was really worth it. So that's just an example. Okay, so how do you become more self-disciplined? Here's what I do. Make a self-discipline list. You can't achieve your goals unless you write them down and you can't achieve your goals unless you have a plan to get there. And that takes discipline. So when you write down your goals, write down what you're going to do to be disciplined in it. So let's say your goal is to 
talk to more customers. I'm a leader. I want to make sure I have more customer contact. So that's your goal. And then your discipline list should include something like make three customer calls per week, send five thank you note cards per month, you know, visit this trade show this month and talk to X, Y, Z. That is how you create discipline to achieve your goal. The next thing I do is I keep a daily success list to keep track of the three most important things I need to get done each day to achieve my goals. And this success list also coincides with my discipline list. So there's there's congruity that I'm not sitting there saying, oh, these goals are something different than what I need to do to be successful every day. It all needs to be tied together. So I have my success list and I uh, don't do my to-do list, which I also have, until those success lists are done. And I use Asana, our project management software. You can use anything you could use Evernote. You could like literally just write it on a piece of paper. I love Asana because I love it when I click the box and the little unicorn flies away with rainbows and gnomes and it's so lovely. It makes me feel super special. So I like that gratification and it allows me to keep track of everything and be able to go back and look at it. So I personally really love Asana too. Uh, to manage my my day. We use it within our company to manage all of our projects and processes. So that's really a, an important um, thing to do is to have that success list, create it the night before, look at it in the morning, make sure that you have a plan to be disciplined enough to get that success list done. The next thing I do is I figure out what my barriers to success are. So for example, I'm easily distracted by emails. And so I would need to turn my email off when I'm getting my success list done so that I don't hear the little bing. I even turned off the bing, but I just feel compelled sometimes to check my email. So I shut it off. I put my phone on silent and I make sure that I knock those things out. So what are your barriers to success? Let's say you want to lose weight. Well, get the junk food out of your house. If you too want to be more productive, then turn off those applications that distract you. You want to lose weight and you're tired at the end of the day, get up an hour earlier and get your workout done in the morning or have an accountability buddy, which I'm going to talk more about here shortly. Minimize or remove all temptations and distractions so that you can achieve your most important goals. The next thing I do is that I share my most important goals with others. It's so much easier to stick with something when you've made a public commitment. The desire not to fail in front of others is highly, highly motivating. So I did this when I was writing my book this past spring. I joined a writing cohort because I knew that if I made a commitment to make progress on my book and I would show up two weeks later to my cohort meeting and I didn't have it done, that I would feel embarrassed. And that was enough motivation for me to do the writing to get it done. And now my book's almost done. And so that really was helpful to have that level of accountability when I would make that commitment publicly to my writing cohort team. So I suggest that you do this too. You create that level of accountability, ask for an accountability buddy to check in on you and to help you achieve those goals. A lot of times I think it's important to also do it for somebody else. Now, I know a lot of times they say don't do something for somebody else. You need to do it for yourself. If you don't do it for yourself, it's less likely to stick. But I found that I'm more disciplined when I consider how my actions, behaviors, emotions, and impulses affect others. This has helped me cultivate my leadership mantra of cool, calm, and collected. 
sometimes I want to like get pissed off and I feel like the judgmental stuff coming up and questioning and, and defensiveness and all of those things that all humans feel. But because I really want to be a good leader for all of my employees, for everyone who looks up to me, for everybody who is reliant on me, who I am responsible for, I know I need to be disciplined in my actions and behaviors for them. And that's highly motivating. Sometimes those external motivators can be more powerful than the internal ones. And finally, this is my favorite, stop making excuses. Do not wait for tomorrow. Do it today. Did you fall off the wagon? That's okay. We all fall off the wagon from time to time. Sometimes we fall off a lot. Don't wait for the first of the month to start over again. Don't beat yourself up. Just say, today I'm starting over and that's okay. Today is a new day, but I'm starting over again today. Quit telling yourself that it's too hard or that you can't change. That's an excuse too. Don't blame other people for your circumstances. That is just an excuse to let yourself off the hook to not start. Excuse making is the killer of self-discipline. You can achieve so much more if you just adopt the Nike mindset. Just do it. Don't make excuses. Just do it. You are the master of your own destiny, the creator of your life. And if you want your destiny to look and feel a certain way, then you have to develop the discipline to form those habits. Vigorous habits will help you get to where you want to be. And while it seems counterintuitive, I found that I'm happier and healthier the more self-disciplined I become. And I think you will too. All right. Hopefully that was inspiring. I know that we're getting ready to go into the new year. And so we're going to be making New Year's resolutions. And if you want to stick to those New Year's resolutions, you're going to need some self-discipline. All right. My question of the week is, should I use email to give feedback so it's documented? This question came from a person who listened to me speak on the power of building relationships to get to yes. And my unequivocal answer is absolutely not. No. Emails can be taken in so many negative ways, and it's a horrible way to give feedback. Now, I understand that there is sometimes a need to document that feedback, but my recommendation is always do it face-to-face if possible. If you can't, at least do it on the phone. You can be kind and clear and direct in your feedback, and you can have the conversation back and forth. But writing it in an email just allows you to hide behind that email, and it will ruin relationships. And it's, it's not an effective way to help somebody change behaviors or performance. So what I recommend is that if it needs to be documented, you have the conversation. And then at the end of the conversation, you say, I'm going to send you an email outlining everything that we said. And that way we both have it for reference. And if you have any questions, then you can refer back to it. And then that way we're all on the same page. That is a much better way to do it than to give the feedback in an email so that it is documented. Remember, always show up with humanity first. And while it's important to make sure that you're following your HR processes, and I absolutely recommend that performance conversations be documented because you will regret it if you don't, don't use I need to document something as an excuse to not see that person as a human being who has hopes, dreams, feelings, insecurities, fears, and a person who deserves to have a face-to-face conversation about something that's going on. 
Okay, that's my episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it and got some good tips out of it. I look forward to hosting you on the next episode of Reflect Forward. And if you like this podcast, please like, rate, review, subscribe. I so appreciate it. 